So uh, I think it's very cool what Ben shared about those that are in front are still people that struggle with things on a daily basis. Because what I want to share with you guys tonight is really something that I have been wrestling through in my own heart and something that the Lord has been doing in my life. Uh, and as he kind of journeyed with me through it, he took me back to the Word and I started recognizing what is the truth within the situation and how he actually desires for me to live. So the title of my message is In All or Not at All. Um, so this all started, uh, say, two weeks ago. Uh, I was busy considering what I would like to do next year. So next year is my third year in TMT, and usually that's when you intern for a church. So I started considering what is God's call for my life? What does he want to do next year? Where does he want to take me? And in my mind, I had without knowing, created a practical picture, like a physical picture of what it looks like to be devoted to Jesus. So my heart was that I wanted to be devoted to Him. I wanted to live for Him. I want to find Him in everything that I'm doing. But I kind of created a picture of what that looks like. Um, so if I could use an example, I, you have an elder that leads a church, or you have a missionary that has devoted their life to Jesus. So I started looking at that picture, and I said, that's devotion. That's what it looks like to walk with Jesus fully. And without knowing, this thinking started creeping into other areas of my life where I started separating certain things I would do. Some things I would put more emphasis on because I thought it's, it's more spiritual, it's more important. And other things I would start neglecting because I didn't think it was as important um, in my walk with God. And what I started doing is I started kind of creeping into having an old covenant mindset. So the old covenant is the covenant that God had with the Israelites. And the, the heart of the covenant, or the heart of the old covenant was that they would have to, through their works, strive to achieve righteousness so that they can walk in relationship with God. So I started putting all these physical pictures of what I would need to do to be devoted, what I would need to do to be at the right place with God. Um, so, I mean, if I can use some examples, I think just to make it really practical and just relatable for all of us is I would see admin at work as something that is of less value than spending time reading my Bible. So now I would sit and I'd have to do work. Or I'd, let's take studying, for example. I'd sit and study and I'd feel like while I'm studying, I'm wasting time because I could actually be doing something else. I could actually be spending time in the Word of God. I could be spending time in prayer which are beautiful things, but I started putting them over here and all the other stuff I was doing here. And that's actually, as I've come to know, unbiblical. It's not actually the way that God desires for us to walk. So what happened was, because of this, there was like a condemnation that started creeping into my heart. I started feeling bad, and I didn't know why, so I started. So then, at that point, uh, I felt the Lord actually come and convict me and say, listen, Cody, the way you're seeing this thing is wrong, and this is not actually how I desire for you to live, how I want you to walk. So I think to illustrate what the old covenant looked like and how Jesus has come to change that, I want us to look at a scripture in Matthew 15, verse 11. Help me the It is not what goes into the mouth that defiles a person, but what comes out of the mouth. This defiles a person. 
So the, the context here is that Jesus is speaking to the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were all the guys that were religious leaders. So through they were under the old covenant. Through their works, they were trying to achieve righteousness with God. So here Jesus says to them, it's not what goes into your mouth. So it's not the physical action of what you're doing that defiles you, but it's actually what comes out of your mouth. So what's coming out of your heart, this is what's making you dirty. So it doesn't matter how many things you stop doing, unless you change your heart posture, you're going to continue to be dirty. And what this is actually illustrating is how Jesus is comparing the old covenant to the new covenant. The old covenant has to do with physical action. The new covenant has to do with the heart posture, which is what Jesus came to restore. So I was, here's, here's the old covenant. I was over here focusing on all the physical actions of what I need to do to try and achieve God's love to walk in a devoted relationship with Him. Meanwhile, actually, his heart is that now that I have received him as Savior, because of what he's done on the cross, I'm actually in the new covenant. So I want us actually to take a moment and realize that it's possible that even when you have received Jesus as Savior and you stepped into a relationship with him, that you can still walk under the old covenant. You can still adopt the ways of the old covenant where we naturally tend to lean back to wanting to strive for God's love, wanting to strive in these areas instead of actually resting and sitting in what Jesus has done for us. Because we feel guilty. The devil comes and tells us, you got to go. you got to do this thing. And then we listen to his lies and we're actually like, okay, let me start striving in these areas. Um, and I think a scripture that really explains this well for us is Romans 8, verse 1 to 3. There is therefore... No condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do. By sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. And for sin, He condemns sin in the flesh. Um, so, what it speaks about here is that we, now lo we no longer need to feel condemned because we cannot make it to God because the price that Jesus has paid for us on the cross is enough. His blood is enough for us to now receive this righteousness and we can now step into relationship with God. So what I want you guys to recognize where I was making a mistake is I was missing the fact that I'm now under the blood of Jesus and that there's no longer condemnation in Christ Jesus. So I no longer need to feel condemned if I'm not making it. And I think the problem that I was making, that I think many of us make, is we create a standard. We create a picture of what it looks like. I look at Conrad and how he lives his life, and I look at, and instead of wanting to be like him in a healthy way and trying to, in a sense, follow him as he follows Christ, I take what he's doing and I say, okay, that's the standard. I've got to get there. But that's not necessarily the way that God has called me to live my life. And I really want us to reflect tonight on how God is actually calling us to look within. That the heart posture needs to exceed what we're physically doing. That Mark Isaac, it doesn't matter what I'm doing physically, but if I'm doing it with the wrong heart, it's not pleasing Him. Um, and many of us may know this truth, but what happened to me, what He did to me, is He took it from me actually knowing this truth, because I'm in a Bible school. Obviously, I should know this. I mean, I'm walking in the new covenant. I've learned this several times. But I hadn't actually allowed the Lord to solidify this truth in my heart so that it starts really, truly playing out in my life. Um, 
So I really want us to recognize, firstly, that it is because of what Jesus has done on the cross that we no longer need to strive. And actually, the, the example that I want to use is what I was doing is I was separating certain things. Some things are spiritual. Some things are not spiritual. Some things are more important. Other things are not important. And then because of this standard that I had set for myself, I would struggle to do other things. Washing dishes, like practical things, washing dishes, doing my work, spending time with people, um, doing things that weren't that important in my mind was very difficult for me because I didn't think that God valued it. I didn't see it as important. Um, but actually, because of what he's done on the cross, everything is now spiritual. So uh, let me use an example of this. So in the Bible, um, there's... Uh, there's a part where Paul speaks to uh, the Corinthian church, and there's some people in the church that were eating meat that was sacrificed to idols. So imagine quickly you've got a bra Esau, and these people, they're praying to a different God, and they're sacrificing this meat to him, okay? There was Christians that were under the new covenant that said, okay, it's not my physical actions that make me dirty anymore, so I can eat this meat and I'll be fine. And I want us to take that extreme example because I think some of us would probably struggle if we're being honest. So say you go to a cult next door, down the road, and they're busy sacrificing an animal to their God. Do, would you be able to take that meat and without any hesitation eat it and be fine? And if not, then there's a part of you that's still living within the old covenant. There's a part of you that thinks your actions are justifying you. But actually we have been fully justified by the blood of Jesus. And now everything that I do, whether or not it's admin, washing my dishes, walking my dog, spending time in prayer, worshiping the Lord in church, all of these things are now spiritual. God is involved in all of these things. And that's actually the direction that I want us to get to, is the fact that His heart is to be in everything that we are doing. He desires to be involved in our lives. Um, so let me, let me use the scripture just to illustrate how, what is God's heart for us and how deeply He desires to be a part of our life. Because I think sometimes we see Him as this great, amazing God. As we worshiped Him now, He's this amazing God. But because He's so big and so great, I sometimes feel like He wouldn't necessarily want to be a part of this small thing that I'm busy with. So then, because I think He doesn't want to be a part of it, I don't involve Him. I do it on my own. Okay, so this big thing, here's a sick person. I want to pray for this person. God, I need you to be involved now. But then there's this thing that I'm doing. I'm struggling with work, and I just can't get it done. But I don't think God wants to be involved, so I'm just going to leave it. I'm going to do it my, on my own. And I actually want to show you how severe his heart is in wanting to be a part of everything that we're doing. So Psalm 139. Oh, Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down. You know when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down, and you are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before. You lay and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. 
So here the psalmist, which is David, is saying that when he makes his bed in hell, that is Sheol, God is with him. It says that God knows the very words that are coming from his mouth before he even says them. And there's other scriptures in the Bible that speak about the fact that he knows every hair on our head. And that his thoughts for us are like the sand of the ocean shores. So I want us to really, as much as it's, it's sometimes difficult to believe it, recognize what the truth says about the way that God feels about us. To the extent that he was willing to send his son. And now because of his son, we're in him. Because of Jesus, he looks at us and he's satisfied. He's happy. He's content with us because of the price that Jesus has paid for us. So I want to almost establish it tonight that if we look and see that God was willing to meet David in the depths of hell, I do believe he wants to join us when we do our admin. I do believe he wants to be a part of our lives when we're teaching kids at school or when we're studying or when we're at work. He wants to be in everything that we are doing. And he desires for us to glorify him and worship him in everything that we're doing. And what's so cool for me is that because of the price that Jesus has paid, I can worship God with everything. I don't have to go like the Israelites into a special place to worship him. I don't have to come to church to worship him. It's not the only place. I can worship him in all my actions. And I think if we consider for a moment, how much better will we be desiring to want to do in our daily lives, if we recognize that everything that we're doing, we're doing for Him. Um, so, let's do 1 Corinthians 10, verse 31. So, whatever you eat or drink, whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And I think this is a scripture that a lot of us know. This is the scripture that you get like on the coffee mug, on, your, on the front of your notepad. So, it's become so common that we sometimes forget how powerful it actually is and the fact that he truly desires for us to glorify him in everything that we're doing. Like I'm literally, like everything, okay? Um, and I actually want to, so the last scripture I want to use to illustrate is a scripture that really for me is the foundation of because of what Jesus has done on the cross for us, we can now walk this way. And that's Galatians 2 verse 20. For I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave me um, Sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry, guys. Uh, so, it, what it starts with, for it's no longer I who live. So, what God had to remind me of is the fact that when I gave my heart to Him, when I gave my life to Him, I literally gave my life to Him. It's not mine anymore, it's His. Which means the way that I now live, the way that I walk, I walk for Him, I walk with Him. I do everything for him. And I had to repent of the fact that I picked up my life again. And I started walking my own way. And I started doing things on my own terms. And yeah, it, it, it grieves him because I receive the price that he's paid. And I was like, yay, woo, I'm not going to hell. It's like, thanks, Lord. Now I go and I do my own thing. And it's like, 
That's not what it's about. When we receive the price that He has paid, that's when it starts. That's when we start walking with God. I, I believe that if Christianity was only about what happens at the cross, then it's not sufficient. What is it for? What is it about? That's where it starts. The change happens not so that I'm just not going to hell, but so that I can now walk in relationship with God. The Bible says in John 17, it says, this is eternal life, that you will know Jesus Christ the Son, or that you will know the true God and Jesus Christ His Son. Eternal life is now for us to know Him and to walk with Him. It's not just for us to live forever. So His encouragement to me, and I think what I'm trying to share with you guys tonight, is that He desires for us to walk with Him in everything. And to seek Him in everything. And how amazing won't our relationship with Him be when we seek Him in everything. And we were praying in the prayer meeting, and it was coming out that there's a lot of people that are struggling. There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of difficulty that people are facing. And how much easier is it not to endure this difficulty when God is involved in all of it? When I'm dependent upon Him in the moment, in every situation, and I'm seeking to allow Him to help me and to carry me uh, in everything. And I really believe that there's many people that have a desire to walk with Him, but they just don't know what is the truth actually of His heart for us. And that's where I was. It's not that I didn't want to involve Him at times. It's that I just didn't know He wanted to be involved. And because of that, I kind of did my own thing. So I think there might be two groups of us here tonight. There's some of us that didn't necessarily know that God's, that God's heart is so intentional that He desires to be involved in everything that you're doing. And there might be a second group of you who actually have picked up your life again and have said, Lord, I'm going to do it on my terms. I'm going to do it my way because it's easier. It's easier when I don't have to consult you. It's easier when I don't have to ask you for help. It's easier to rely upon myself. And I really, that's, that's not Christ, what Christianity is about. That's not what life and relationship with God is about. Um, so I think in closing, the heart is really, and I, I want you guys to not hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying that reading your Bible and praying and doing certain things that God has given us the opportunity to do is not important. So I don't want you to stop reading your Bible or stop spending time with God. Please, Conrad is going to get very angry with me. Okay, that's a belief. What I'm saying is that when we read our Bibles, when we start our day with God, which is so important, when we pray, when we worship, we are able to from that place respond and walk with Him in everything else. So it's both and, together, in everything. Um, and I think... Before I close, I think something that really was laying on my heart that I asked myself is, why? Why should I involve God in everything? Why, why, why must He be a part? Like, I just asked myself, why? And I, and I really wanted to share that with you guys tonight because you might be saying, okay, cool, but why? Why should I involve Him? Should I just involve Him because Cody says so? Because maybe the Bible says so? But I actually really felt Two, uh, two parts. And the first part is that our relationship with God is the most important relationship in our lives. Sometimes it's difficult and sometimes we forget about it because we can't physically see Him. But our relationship with Him is the most re important relationship with God. 
And if right now in your life it isn't, I would ask you to reconsider and actually go and reflect. Because relationship with the creator of the heavens and the earth, the one who gave his life for us, is the most important relationship in our lives. And if it is the most important, why is it not a part of everything? And the second part is John 15. And this is where Jesus says, I am the true vine. Um, He who is not in me, or apart from me, you can do nothing. And I really felt tonight for us as a as a family, that as we involve God in everything that we're doing on a daily basis, we are practically putting ourselves more, I don't know how to express it, but we're getting more ingrained into the vine when we involve Him more and more and more in the practical things that we're doing. So many of us are like, yes, I want to abide more. I want to be in Jesus more. I want to spend more time with Him. Well, let's just involve Him in everything that we're doing. Let's seek Him in the practical things, in everything that we're doing in our daily lives. And from that place, we will be closer and abiding more, which will allow us to bear more fruit, which ultimately will bring more glory to Him, which is what it's all about. Um, So the encouragement is really, and this is also something that Ulrich mentioned in the prayer meeting, is he just felt and said, as we look at Jesus, we recognize that there's more. There's always more. And I think the encouragement from my side for you guys tonight is he's shown me there is more of him that I can get in my life, that I can walk in. There's more that he desires to seek him more, to spend more time with him. So the encouragement really is, guys, as much as it feels maybe it's dry season or it's a valley for some of you, there's more. Even if it feels like you're at the top of the world and you've been experiencing him, there is still more for us to walk in. And... I think the only practical handle that I felt to share with you guys tonight, and it's practical but also not, uh, is to actually go and sit with the Holy Spirit and ask Him, Lord, how do you desire, where do you want me to involve you more? Where can I seek you more intentionally? John 15 says that He's our helper. Jesus has sent the Holy Spirit to help us. So let's ask Him to help us to seek Him more to involve Him in more areas of our lives. And from that place, we can bring more glory to Him as we bear more fruit. Um, so I, 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 this is really my encouragement for you guys tonight. Um, and I actually, I just feel for us to respond. Uh, so if you will all close your eyes, um, and this is really an opportunity for you to respond before God and to actually reflect and ask God where... Where can I involve you more? Or where have I strived in trying to do 